It's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment to watch any TV show they want. We watch it and we talk about it. We talk about a bunch of other crap. Today, my very special guest is David Young, who is a writer for Late Night with Jimmy Fallon and who is, I've heard, a great husband. Thank you, Craig. We did not talk about that before recording at all, so I appreciate that. I just sense it, and I've heard from other sources that you're a good husband. Um, and All uh, is true. It's Those all- sources were 100% correct. Um, I'm so glad to have you here. You've actually Thank you been, for having me. You've actually been on the podcast once before, but in uh, a live episode. Yeah, it was a live at UCB East. It was a rousing success. Yeah, there were, there were almost as many people in the audience as there were on stage. <laughs> yes, I think there are almost... Which I, I don't want to <laughs> oh. burst the, the bubble for, for your listeners. Well, I tried to put it in a laugh, a laugh track, but it didn't, it didn't take somehow. There were, I think, six people. I think there were eight people. Eight people. Let's not short it. Let's split the difference. There were seven people. There were seven people, and there were four people on stage. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird when we were talking, and then you'd look out in the audience, you, were ta- like, you made direct eye contact with one seventh of the audience. Like I was talking to one person. Yeah. Now two of those people are my best friends. (laughs) (laughs) It was such a great experience. Why? I mean, this is no offense to you. Your podcast is great. I love it. How did those people stumble in? That's a great question. Like it should have been zero or a lot, but why? Well, yeah, I don't know. They must've been like wandering idiots. I don't know. And they paid, right? I guess so. (laughs) <laughs> what idiots <laughs> well it's hard i mean uh that was at the new ucb theater the yeah. ucb east which i guess isn't at that point was less than a year old but i don't know if it I mean, has it was a, probably like 11 months old <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> it was less than a year yeah and uh but i don't know if it has as much of a walk-in um, so those were you're saying those were dedicated fans I know. I, I doubt that too. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck those people were doing there. Well, they enjoyed the show. Yeah. We, well, we I also them, we, we gave them everything we had. I also noticed that after that, the subscription to my podcast went down seven people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, you're back for the second round for back, the full, yeah. full episode. And why don't you tell me what and the audience what uh, show you decided to watch today? I picked an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, which is a popular. It was a popular show on SNCC. Snick, which is Nickelodeon. It was like their Saturday night light, Saturday night programming. Um, Snick, Snick. So Saturday, 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 Saturday. Saturday Nick. <laughs> it's for Saturday Snick. It's at Saturday. <laughs> Saturday two Nick. S's. Saturday Snick. Yeah, S S Nick. It was a. It uh, was a Nazi. <laughs> um, and so it was. A, it's an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark from season two. You got to remind me of the name. The tail. The tail. The shiny red bicycle. Shiny red bicycle. Yeah, and I chose it because, um, you know, when you you email and ask what we want to do, and this one immediately hit me because I have such a personal connection to this specific episode because I was terrified of it, mm. and it like it it stuck with me for many years after, um, and I wanted to watch it. I have not seen it since. I was a young boy. Wow. So what aspect of it stuck with you for so long? Well, if I, re- if, if I remember correctly, and we'll find out if I am correct, it's about a boy who dies on his bike, 
and this other his best friend starts seeing um seeing his friend on the bike looking like a you know scary kid ghost all over town sounds and a little cliche to me <laughs> i think this is gonna be uh it's gonna have many cliches in it um but i'm i'm a very scared person and i love like right beside comedy is scary stuff uh-huh. horror movies all that stuff and my biggest fear is like ghosts and seeing ghosts and this like really struck a chord with me as a kid well i i said in when we were emailing about the show that i have absolutely never seen the show and because of that reason i was too scared to watch it like i i remember i was an avid nickelodeon fan as most people were this was probably nick i was (laughs) and but i was like afraid of snick like it is because wait a minute you're afraid of snick this was only it was one what were the other shows on i I mean there was several iterations of it there was all that there was ren and stimpy Mm -hmm. there was uh alex mack See, I didn't watch any of those. Shows. I remember Ren and Stimpy. I watched Ren and Stimpy, but all the other shows, you didn't I didn't watch all that. It was the uh, kids' sketch. Show. I know what it is. I mean, it was awful. Even then, <laughs> it was so bad. I think I must have. Known, I think that I probably steered clear of the channel during <laughs> during the hour or so around this because I remember seeing the commercials and they were sitting like on an orange couch or something in commercials with like a fire because they know they're they're um that was in the commercials I don't know I'm not saying that was part of the show oh, yeah yeah because there there is a fire but they're sitting at a campfire right. outside maybe it's an orange and, couch and, no in the commercial I think because Snick Nickelodeon the the color that represented was orange. Remember like yeah. the logo. So I think they were sitting on an orange couch in the commercial, but I just remember being like, that will scare me too much. Um, well, you were probably right. in thinking that, yeah, well, it obviously stuck with you, but I'm sure I assume when we watch this, it will n- not hold up in any way. Like in terms of the scariness factor, I don't think the episode will, but I remember, I think the intro that they do will hold up. Because wow. the intro, I remember there was a creaky swing, and like an it was like an empty playground at like midnight, and I really think that will hold up. Like I'm, I hope it does. I want to be scared. You've got goosebumps. I can see your hair standing up right now. Mm-hmm. The hair is standing up on my, on my arm. <laughs> yes, that's what I just said. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't mention your arm. Well, I said. we want to. We got to be very detailed. Yeah, with because these they podcasts. can't. They can't see what is. Being they can said. only hear. They can only hear. So remember, when David is saying this, he's saying with his mouth. It's moving up and down. I'm talking with my mouth. Um, yeah, this show this show freaked me out. Um, but it's weird because I'm just realizing that I would watch really adult shows. Too. Like I'd watch like Homicide, Life on the Streets with my, my really? dad. But I guess I, I think that was around the same time. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, did you watch Unsolved Mysteries? No, if I did, probably just in passing, not, not as like a. What would was that uh, on? What channel was that? On? I don't even know what channel it was on. Maybe it was Fox. Yeah, that seems like a Fox show. Fox. I know Cops and um, America's Most Wanted was was on. I, mean, I remember they, America's Most Wanted freaking me out too. Me too. That, that was like these people are around, like around. They're, yeah, <laughs> there <laughs> like, was some part of it that was like not only are they like wanted, but they're like in your town. They could end up <laughs> by the time you finish the episode, they could be in your house. Yeah, <laughs> that was. I was terrified of that. But Unsolved Mysteries was the same way. But Unsolved Mysteries had more of a like Cops was the feeling. I mean, America's Most Wanted was like. You are helping the cops do work. Right. Unsolved Mysteries was like, we're going to tell you the most fucked up story, and then there's no solution. There's a, just an open ending. Yeah. Man. 
TV gets you sometimes. It does. It gets you real good. I can't believe you never watched any of SNCC. Um, like all Alex oh, Mack. No, see every. So I remember. I like. I'm sure I saw all that, and I know I saw Ren and Stimpy for sure. But Alex Mack. I remember when people would even say that name. It. I don't even remember. Like I don't even. I like that doesn't she strike a chord in any way with me. And I watched so much television. That that's like crazy. That it, especially like Snick was made for us. Like to me, it was the height of Nickelodeon because you had all these kids on Saturday watching a block of programming on Nickelodeon, and you only watch Ren and Stimpy, which I remember very vividly because I always lied to my friends and said that I watched Ren and Stimpy, but I didn't because I just did not. Shh. I did not like it. <laughs> Don't tell anybody I'm doing the same thing. No. Wait, you didn't like it, so you lied and said... So, well, because everyone loved it, and I just never got the fascination with it. And probably to this day, people still love it, and I just never liked it. I was. Wow. You're wrong. You didn't even watch it. I did. I, I mean, I, I also think that it must have aired at other times as well. Because, yeah, it did. Because I didn't watch Snake. Can't believe that. I'm trying to think of what else was on SNCC. You never saw all that. I, I mean, I've I've seen it. No, it's actually. <laughs> remember, uh, we were working together like last year, and I put up um, like a clip of. Um, I'm sure it was on SNCC, but um, Wild and Crazy Kids. Well, Wild and Crazy yeah. Kids, and it was. I love how terrible. you just you just said the name was. Well, well, why are you saying it like they say to me? Well, Wild and Crazy Kids. <laughs> so funny. Um, but that was like it was absolutely like the worst television programming. It was Awful. literally like filming kids at camp, yes. like just doing an activity. <laughs> that is one of the best videos. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to uh, unearth that again. You've got to repost that. What is it? It's, oh, it's like it's basically make me laugh, which was it's like make the the host laugh. Yeah, and these kids have a couple. <laughs> they have a couple of um, props. Yeah, and they're in a field. And the kids just are, they're nine, 10 year olds. Like, and just picture yourself, like, if somebody said, like, be funny when you're nine or 10, like, how unfunny it would be. And didn't the hosts, like, laughed? Oh, the hosts were, like, very stone faced, yes. right? And then there was one guy that cracked him up. Oh. I remember I said this to you, but it reminded me of, like, when I was a camp counselor at, the, at a JCC in Chicago. Like, that's what we would do with the kids whose parents were late to pick them up. <laughs> right. It was just, like, filling time. Oh. <laughs> and that was a whole TV show. But the reason I brought that up is because I had found another clip of, I guess, the cast of, like, All That and also, like, Pete and Pete. Oh, Pete and Pete. That was a good show. They, they were, Oh, it was great. They were on... Like, Nick had other shows, like, game shows where they'd bring people, like, personalities yeah. from their show shows to, like guess who people I don't know like yeah yeah basically like remakes of like classic game shows and they'd get like gacked if they got the wrong answer and just watching like little Pete when he's getting a little bit older like trying to be I'm sure he's like a nice enough guy but trying to be funny or like the cast yeah. members of all that being like sort of and it was just so uncomfortable oh, like yeah, there's totally. something so uncomfortable also the three hosts of um Wild and Crazy Kids. Excuse me. What wild? What wild and crazy kids? They were very unfunny. Well, one of them is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s brother, Omar Gooding. Yeah. Hey, you never right. know. And wasn't the other one look like he should be on, like California Dreams, right? Or he has like a he's like sort of bleach or like yeah. really light blonde hair, gorgeous um, hair, gorgeous, just perfect golden locks. Yeah, beautiful hair. Um, and then did you ever see the show? Um. It just, just hit me. What's the name of the show? Oh, um, Hey Dude. 
Oh yeah, we even watched an episode for this for the show. Oh really? Does not hold up. It's absolutely oh, that's so disappointing. <laughs> but I love that. Who'd show. you watch that with? With um, Adam Lustig. Yeah. Funny man, Adam Lustig. Very funny. Man. But it's interesting because this all this is it's just such common ground for so many people. Like Nickelodeon was like exploded, I think, in the yeah. late '80s, early '90s, because it was a young television channel. I think it started in the mid, early to mid uh, '80s, and most of the original programming was Canadian television. Like, yeah, um, yeah this and one, this, this was, was too. In, in fact, too, yeah, it was uh, like um, you can't do that in television. Yeah. It was a Canadian port this was. So. I hated that show. Oh, my God. I, I loved it. that show. But no, but I watched so I much of it. I loved that show. And maybe that means that I did love it because I, I, I hated it, but I, I've seen so many episodes. I think that was a formative television show for me. Interesting. For, like, I remember specific stuff that, like, cracked us up. Cause that, and that originated the slime. Yeah. And they said, I don't know, slime would fall. And uh, and Barth. I didn't realize until yeah. now that the adult, the guy... Was this the guy who played like Barth, who uh-huh. was the um, yeah. cook at the gross restaurant, who would be like, "I heard that." That was <laughs> his. That was his catchphrase. He was the adult in every scene, and I didn't put that together. I was oh, like too young I, to realize yeah. that that was. But um, such a weird show. Do kids these days have Nickelodeon shows? I mean, I know there's like iCarly mm-hmm. and those shows, but it, I'm curious if that is the same feeling that we felt i'm sure it is i mean i know that that i feel like is i clearly disney that might be disney oh it's disney but i'm sure that there's got to be so much programming that they just go like ape shit for yeah but i don't know but i felt like for us there was like a definitive end to it what do you mean there wasn't like you couldn't go to concerts or like there wasn't an all uh you know uh, i can't do that on television movie right or like it just like ended at a certain age right but i feel like now the programming is like you can buy DVDs and movies and, and, and concerts. And then they also like you grow up with the stars too, like the Jonas yeah, Brothers. Exactly. Like you continue on with them or like Miley Cyrus or whatever. Yeah, but for all we know, like the cast of Wild and Crazy Kids. Oh, they're all on heroin. They're all dead or on heroin, <laughs> yeah. But I think, and I hope they are. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> they deserve they deserve anything they got that's terrible. Yeah. If they have a nice life, that, that's that's a shame. Yeah, that's for, for heartbreaking. Us. That's heartbreaking for us. Yeah, but I think it's probably because the genius executives are like, well, we can fucking bleed kids' drive money for years and years yeah. if we like make these kids stars. Oh, God. God. That's Hollywood. Hey, man. It'll eat you up spit you out hey man what you keep saying that hey bro (laughs) (laughs) all right so why don't we check it out let's get scared uh this is uh are you afraid of the dark the the tale of the shiny bicycle i can't wait i'm i'm getting scared right now boo boo looks like someone's gonna fall asleep in his corn wackies what are you all right honey Uh, yeah yeah I'm, i'm still I'm so tired, that's all. Trouble sleeping? No, I'm just, you know. He had another nightmare. Not another one. Oh, Mike. You guys say that like I can do something about it. Well, for one thing, you could stop blaming yourself for Ricky's death. Yeah, I was there. I had the chance to save him, and I couldn't. Honey, you know how much your father and I loved Ricky. He was almost one of the family. You have to stop knocking yourself around over his death. Stop blaming yourself, and the nightmares will go away. Yeah. Keep, Keep out, out of this. this. All right. We just uh, got spooked. Very much so. Um, are you afraid of the dark? Are you scared? 
Um, I am no longer afraid of the dark. Whoa. Yeah. Um, Did you remember watching that? Were there moments where you're like, I remember being scared at this particularly? I remember every time, and I think I saw this when we were watching, every time that the ghost appeared, Mm -hmm. I was terrified. And I still think, I mean, kids would still be scared of that. Like, to me, it was like, it's classic ghost, like, appearing in your bedroom. That's like what every kid is afraid of. Yeah, more or less. I was a very cliched kid. I mean, I just... I was scared of that. But I mean, now, now I just, it didn't affect me whatsoever. I mean, I saw there was a moment where you were <laughs> holding a pillow tight. Um, so let's give like a basic rundown of uh, the plot, I guess. I do appreciate that they just jumped right into it. Yeah, that's nice. So that that's true. So basically, well, basically, I guess every episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark starts at, in the woods with this group, the Midnight Society. Midnight Society, a group of friends who get together and tell each other scary stories. I think that also scared me. Like the idea for like that's those kids are in the woods at midnight. At midnight, with, I mean, in front of a fire that they built themselves. It's and terrifying. They're like twelve. Yeah, and like you, you see no um, signs of homes or like suburbia anywhere around it's just like pitch black aside from the fire i mean that's to me very scary as a kid because i don't can't imagine being in the woods with friends at night it's true at that age and at the end when they walk out no one even like puts a flashlight on yeah they're walking in pitch darkness i mean it's it's scary that's terrifying so they all get together and two each- of them are late to the, I think that happens every episode. Ooh, and that sort of starts the story. Because exactly. In this case, we're like, why are you late? Like, my bike was stolen. Bikes are part of your being. And they sort of have like a philosophical yeah, that, co- conversation. Like one of them's like, one thing about a bike is once it's yours, it's always yours. Even if you lose it, it's always yours. Or something that's like, Whoa. which, I mean, there's... They said it all right there. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can think about all the bikes I've ever had from when I was a kid. They're still mine. You know they're still I mean? yours. You know, mean, they're a trash dump. <laughs> they still belong to you. They're forever part of my soul. Um, and that led into the, the story. Yes. And so when, they, when the story, when he says the title of the story, he throws... Oh, yeah. He throws like sparkle dust. Sp- yeah. Which makes the fire go apeshit. Like yeah. the fire becomes huge for a minute. Yeah. Which, which is, is so, also terrifying. So like, dangerous. Why do these kids have like flammable dust. Yeah. I, I still, I don't know what that is. And it's in this really nice leather satchel. I mean, I, you know, I, I feel like no matter what we're, it's going to be a lot of us being like, things were different when we were kids, but would that be done now? Like, I feel like the idea of kids like throwing stuff into a fire at all now, like on TV would be like a big deal. Also, like if I feel like now if five kids went into the woods at midnight, none of them are coming out alive. Yeah. Like there oh, yeah, is some be, creep in the woods. You ripped. Well, you made the reference to the, uh, the, the West Memphis, the West Memphis three lost yeah. paradise. Or yeah. Ex- yeah. Um, which, because this yeah. has an element of that. Three boys go into the woods. Yeah, because that happens later in the story. So basically, when we flash to the um, to the tail of the shiny yeah. red bicycle. It's like a pre-taped, very, it's like a short film. Yes, and it takes place, I mean, everything looks very Canadian. I assume this was either Canada or like Rhode Island, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's two friends biking, and they bike over what would you call it, a reservoir? Like a I don't even like it wasn't a river. It's it like was an one inlet. of those. It like lets um, 
when the tide gets high, it like lets water out. It lets water out into the either a stream or an ocean. A bridge. It's it's this tiny little bridge over. But a guy operates this mechanism that lets water roll through, and and the two friends, Ricky and his friend, maybe Mike. Mike, yeah, Ricky and Mike are biking, and then they stop and they sort of like are chit chatting, and all the dialogue is totally throwaway dialogue. Yeah. Also, I couldn't understand what Ricky was saying because his. His teeth were so bad. Yeah, he had terrible teeth. That he, I think that caused some sort of speech impediment. Because I couldn't... Well, that's like what we were saying now is, like, now everybody who is in this show, if this was now, would be, like, beautiful. Like, oh, like, perfect looking. Yeah, but this kid had, like, his, like... His the, teeth were awful. They like, were really bad. They, he had teeth on top of teeth. Yeah, he's like, he was like a shark, yeah. like multiple layers, or like the Conads. Yeah, exactly. Multiple he, layers. He was a Conad. He was, he was a Conad. Anyway, so one of them, the um, precarious sort of railing falls, and the bike and Ricky fall into the water, and Mike reaches for him. But fails. But fails. Well, it was, for a minute, it's like a cliffhanger moment from where Sylvester Stallone's holding on to yes. the beginning of Cliffhanger. Of course. And the and the kid falls and dies and they, like you're saying that gets right into the action. That's like a minute and a half in somebody a kid straight up dies. Yeah, like that's intense. Yeah, as a kid, that's frightening. Yeah, two minutes into the show, kid is gone, and then it cuts to what five years later, something like that. Yeah, where Mike now is in high school and he's having nightmares. He's having nightmares. He that what we just saw was a nightmare, right? And then it follows Mike. Uh, during a day at high school where he starts to see, um, oh, we, we, I can't skip over this. We meet his family. First. Oh yeah. His family is awful. Like, <laughs> like the dad gets most of the dialogue later, later the brother gets some dialogue, but the dad is like a notably really bad actor. He also is given all the exposition lines. All the exposition. Like, you know, you stop having nightmares if you just stop thinking of your dead friend, Ricky. Like yeah. that, I think that was close to what yeah. the line was. Yeah, it was more or less that. So it's like mixed, like clunky lines with like a terrible actor. He and he also goes, the, he's like, um, "What are you gonna fall?" He, oh, because he didn't get sleep because of the nightmares. So he says to the son, "He's like, it looks like you're gonna fall asleep in your corn wackies." Yeah, corn wackies <laughs> being the cereal that he was eating. <laughs> I just love that. First of all, that might really be a Canadian cereal, which may, yeah, would make right. me really excited if that is. <laughs> and if not, that's the worst fake name for a cereal Awful. ever. Like, corn wackies. It's like they could pick anything that sounds even remotely close to like not draw attention to it or. Yeah, like corn crunch. Yeah, like, corn crunch. Perfect. <laughs> like anything. Like, because corn pops, it's got one, you know, like. Corn crisp. Corn crisp. But corn wacky. Also, he could have just said, you're, it looks like you're going to fall asleep in your cereal. Yeah. I think that might be the best. Yeah, I think that's. That's the solution. We, if we were writing that, we would have suggested that rewrite. Let's be honest. If we were writing this, that would definitely still be corn wacky. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they, the parents sort of give him a hard time. And it's also, I mean, he says this, but he can't control his nightmares. Also, I mean, first of all, he witnessed a really traumatic thing. Awful. And even if it's five years ago, the parents have to be super sensitive about it. Not that they're being dicks. They're not being dicks. They sort of they, were. They were like, they were essentially saying, yeah, we get it, but it's time to move on. Yeah, there's like, we know, all loved We him. loved Ricky. He was almost part of the family, but it's time to, I mean... God, I mean, yeah, that's got to be... It's hard. I mean, and also, like, the parents, they didn't imply that this was happening 
for years. I mean, they said that he's had nightmares before, but like if your friend was a witness of his best friend dying, like give him, cut him some slack here. Also now, listen, he's going, probably going through puberty or he's going through, so all this stuff is happening and he's reliving this stuff. Let's support our kids. Yeah, I, I totally agree. <laughs> We're going to be good fathers. You're a good husband. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got step one. You are going to be a good husband I'm as well. I'm going to be, and then we'll be good fathers. Yeah. If my, if my son or daughter has a nightmare about a friend that died on a bike. Just play this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing a father could do. Let's, like, you're going through something tough. Listen to this podcast <laughs> I recorded. Where you, where, where dad, where I'm, I'll say I'm daddy and, and his friend Craig talk about a show that didn't hold up. But you're going to really love it. And this show is now 30 years old by the time you listen to this podcast. Um, so, so then uh, Mike goes to school and he sees the the red, the shiny red bicycle. Right now, the list, the listeners, by the way, every time we veer off, they're like, "Go back to the, <laughs> go back to dad." <laughs> Are you saying go back to the bicycle or go back to <laughs> go back to the synopsis? They're dying. They're like, I get what happened in Act One. I, I need to know what happens. <laughs> what happens? We know you're going to be dads, but what happens in the show? Um, so so he sees he sees the red bike in school and and he's like, do you see that? And the, it's replaced by another bike. Yeah, and then he sort of has a every adult in this is pretty terrible actually. They're just classic like you're crazy kid. But I think that's good. I feel like I guess that's good for a kid show because you're always like oh parent. You know, it's all about like kids being in it together. Yeah. Um, but I guess all the kids are sort of dicks in this. <laughs> yeah, the kids are jerks too. Although that one friend. That he goes to school with, he was just pointless. He's just generic guy with with uh, a but, necklace on. Everyone, every person could be summed up as generic guy with clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> That's that was everyone. That was that was the cast. The the casting department was like, we need generic people who wear, who wear clothes. It's like I, I don't have time for this. Give me generic people with clothes. <laughs> So the teacher's teaching about um, the Apollo landings, moon yes. landings, and Ricky's sort of in his own world, and the teacher sort of yells at him in a way. Oh, he ma- she makes an in-laws joke, too. All the parents' jokes are amazing parent jokes. Yeah. Like, they're amazingly bad. Yeah, she's like, my in-laws were in town, so can you cut me some slack? What's so interesting about that is she's doing exact. she's being a hypocrite complete hypocrite there because she's like she calls mike out for zoning out in class and she she embarrasses him in front of all the other students stops the class and then says my in-laws were in-laws were in town cut me some slack wouldn't she want to cut him some slack like i get it everyone's got stuff on their mind hypocrisy it's i mean this is what the it's a larger issue i think it's the adults in this they paint i think the writers did a great job painting these you know you're right painting these adults as fucking assholes i I like how you say adults you say adults adults see everybody gives me shit for that all the time adults whatever adults 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 Adults. Now at now adults sounds wrong to me. I can't even remember which is which in this book. <laughs> adults. Generic um, people. And uh, oh everybody's uh, stopped listening to this podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> they heard Are You Afraid of the Dark and they turned like, it off. And then they heard us say adults for a minute. <laughs> um he sees Ricky pops up in the classroom as a ghost. He's gaunt with like dark eyes. Yeah. And he f- sort of has a freak out. And I remember that I remember what he looked like, and I remember it was a red bike, and like that was such a a vivid memory. I, I knew what he was going to look like. 
which was fun for me. That must. I was just. If you looked over, I was just had <laughs> grinning ear to ear. You were loving it. <laughs> um, then he sees a doctor, the school nurse, the school nurse, uh, like gives I him mean, an ice pack. Gives give him an ice pack for his neck. For his neck. No idea why. Why? What? And the ice pack was like it wasn't even a real ice pack. It was. Ice. Ice. In a towel. <laughs> a towel. Well, that was for when he saw Ricky again in the room. Everything shattered. Everything shattered. Well, the, the, yeah, he, he let go of the ice pack and the ice went everywhere. Um, also, it's something that I noticed, interestingly, with every time, and I feel like they did this on purpose, it must have been a note, I feel like. Whenever Ricky appeared, he never popped up. He faded up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's because kids, like, the, you know, pop-ups in scary movies are usually the, some of the scariest moments. Like, right. And I feel like it was too... I feel like they had that and it was too scare, scary for kids. Because every time, every time he, he appeared, it was like this slow... It's like, oh, okay, Ricky's coming now. Well, that's the Canadian style of pop. <laughs> <laughs> that's the corn-wacky style. Yeah, that's corn-wacky. Um, yeah, because it wasn't... It was... Yeah, you were never startled by it. He was always startled. But yes. As an audience, you're never like, <gasps> where'd he come from? Yeah. Um, so he, from the nurse's office, he gets picked up by his dad. He gets picked up by his dad. There, he sees him again. We're only at minute four right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. He sees Ricky so many times. Basically, he sees Ricky again. They're like, you need to get sleep. You're not sleeping. Get sleep. Yeah. And the next morning, there's this whole – oh, no, no. The best yeah. part – the best part of the episode is um, the whole family is in the room. They are, it's after he's been to the doctor and the wife is, the mom is um, taking his temperature. Yeah. Anally. <laughs> no, no. Um, that would be, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> You're just bent over? <laughs> if for some reason they just showed her rectally, like, putting a, a thermometer in it. He was on all fours. The whole family was there. <laughs> and they never made mention of it. They're just like, up. Oh. He's got a little bit of a fever, and then and that's it. Oh my god, that would make that would show, be great. That would be unreal. That would be so funny. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> that, did, that didn't happen. It'd but, be a fun thing to do a kid show, like just as straight and generic as this. But every like there in every episode there was one thing like that that was never mentioned. So it just became like a YouTube sensation. <laughs> and kids would be so fucked up from. I mean, oh my like, god, would yeah. be like, what the fuck was that? Like. Yeah, the takeaway from this episode would be, remember when the whole family was standing around Mike as he was on all fours on his bed? (laughs) You're like, oh, I didn't even, no, that didn't even register for me because my family does that. Um, Oh, so she she takes his temperature and she goes, nine, she goes, um, you know, the dad says, why are you taking his temperature? He's not even sick. And he goes, she goes, 99.6, he's got a fever. And then he goes... And the, it, the dad. The dad goes, if he hits 100, sell. Yeah. And already, I think we were both like, that's a weird joke yeah. to have in there. It was a... Also, I didn't immediately... Like, I didn't even know what it what it meant. Well, then, if you were like most of the audience and didn't get it, the kid, the younger brother of Mike goes like, what did he mean? And he goes, that's a joke about stocks. <laughs> And that was so strange. That was so weird. He he stopped everything to explain to his brother that was a, a joke about stocks. And that was it. And if dad didn't say anything. No, it was just this total. I think 
we were, maybe we were sort of speculating that maybe there was like, hey, kids watching, if anybody ever mentions like selling something at, at a number, <laughs> that's a joke about stocks. <laughs> yeah, we, it was like a, it was an educational point. Yeah. But then that joke was brought up like four minutes later. Yeah. Totally different scene. So the scene – no, it was at the end of that scene. So the scene goes on. The the brother and um, – the little brother and Mike conspire to go out fishing the next day. Right. And then after that's all settled, the little brother goes, so tell me more about that joke. Was it a dirty one? Yeah. And then he said, no, it's just about stocks. Your jokes are funnier. And then he tells a joke. Where he's oh, like, yeah. And then he's like, oh, God. He tells a joke. Um, what's the most important part about being a comedian? Oh, what? no, he says, ask me what's the oh. most important part about being a comedian. And, and then what's the most important part about... Timing. <laughs> and I couldn't hear it because, like, it was just so awkward. Yeah. I feel like inherently telling jokes, I've noticed... On TV, unless obviously like stand-ups, yeah. like in a show is always bad. Like it's you mean like t- not not written, not banter, not but banter, like, like, like an, a setup. Like, oh, per- now tell a joke. It's like have you? I mean, I'm sure you must get this all the time, or, or I'm, maybe not all the time, but when people hear you're like a comedy writer or whatever, they're like, oh, tell. Like, oh, you I have hate any that. Jokes. I feel like that is every. I don't know if it, I always just assume it's just because I'm Jewish and have like, and I go to family outings with aunts and uncles like that's that's everything oh tell me a joke i i'm very rude now what do you say i just say no <laughs> i don't and they're like i thought david was supposed to be funny How, did you hear him say no what do you say when that what do you, what i do you say? uh i don't know last time like other people were telling jokes and i just felt the whole thing felt a little uncomfortable it's, it's the worst and uh yeah, I just say like I don't, you know I don't know any 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 jokes really. Um, I do long form. I do. I, I give me a word. I do, give me a word and I'll go. I'll yeah. just go with it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just such a awkward. It, it's so. I feel like joke telling in general is like an awkward. Well, I feel like joke telling. I associate it with uncles or grandfathers. Yes, which and, where it makes sense. Like, yeah, where you're like, oh, it's for kids. But the awkwardness is built in because, like, you're partially laughing at the joke, but also laughing at, oh, can you believe Grandpa said that joke? Yeah, again. Where, <laughs> yeah, whereas, like, for us, where it's our, our job, or it just feels different. It feels like... But even if you were just friends, like, if you were just grabbing some brews with guys, I'd say anybody, and you're like, hey, let's tell jokes. Yeah, it's such a weird thing. Like, if, if I said to you... Like, I don't care if you told me a joke. Like, if, if I, I, why do they care to hear me tell them a joke? Who cares? Like, go, go online and, type, and Google search jokes, and that'll be more enjoyable than hearing me retell something that I've written at some point. Oh, God. I hate my family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to the synopsis. <laughs> So there's Mike. So He's ba- at the brink of insanity. And and basically, the younger brother goes fishing with his friends. Mike sleeps through the invitation to go sleep to go fishing. Well, the house is empty, by the way. His parents his parents go, go shopping. grocery shopping at at seven thirty in the morning. Something it seems very early. It's also weird. Like the brother goes, the young brother goes off fishing. Yeah, and, in like, the woods. By in the woods, and there's even like. 
I don't know, one of the family's best friends died where he's going. Like, wouldn't that be like a concern? Yeah. Or, they, or would it, there be an adult? Pro- this this whole thing, not a lot of parental guidance here. No, the parents are not. They're quick to judge their kids, but not quick to parent the kids. And do they ever lo- judge themselves? Do they ever look inwards? I mean, as a future good father, and to my children who are listening in the future. Which they will be, yeah, of which, course. Um, like, just I hope that I'm moving inwards as well. I'm looking at myself and I think you will be at this point. Your kids will be like, dad, you do that. Relax. Yeah. And we're listening by the fire (laughs) outside. We're throwing sparkle dust in the fire, (laughs) getting the flames higher. Um, and, uh, Oh, so, so, uh, Mike's little brother goes fishing and he hears noises and he arises from bed and he goes outside and Ricky is there. It's the actual confrontation. That has been built up now for 16 minutes. And and uh, so Ricky, they have a conversation. Mike apologizes to Ricky. And Ricky says, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And as this conversation is happening right before, we see the little brother fishing and his friend for basically no reason. Well, no, oh. he accidentally knocked over his friend's uh, soft drink. And I say soft drink. You can it, say soda. <laughs> His soda, but it, it, it was some generic. It was a generic. I thought it was like an old beer can that had just been there. Looked weird. Yeah, the kids were all drinking. They were all trashed. And, and then the kid, which this is this is never confirmed. A point of contention for us. Yes, it got very heated in, in Craig's apartment. <laughs> uh, we, I thought his friend, to pay him back, threw his apple down the river, and you thought it was like a fishing like a the bob or, fi- yeah the fishing bob yeah we never found out we could have rewound it to see but uh uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh. uh-uh. <laughs> anyway so as this discussion is happening we see that his brother is going to walk to sort of recover the apple or bob in the same area where Ricky died yes and uh we cut back let's now flash cut back to Ricky and Mike and Ricky says i'm not here to haunt you because you didn't save me I'm here to tell you, warn you, to warn you about Ben. Is that his name? Yeah, I just remembered it. Well, that was impressive. <laughs> I, that... I feel like I watched that happen, like it just appeared in your mouth. <laughs> Do you see Ricky? He's in the room with us now. He just impl- <laughs> he just said that. That is weird that I've been calling like like you barely remembered Mikey's name. Well, you know what? I have been practicing. Scientology recently, uh-huh. and it has gotten my memory strong. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I have been reading about Scientology. That's I, I want to ask you about that. Did you read? Isn't there a new book? Yeah, I'm reading it. It's pretty amazing. <gasps> I, I, I want to read that. It's, it's it's definitely worth reading. We'll get back to that. Yes. Well, let's talk about Scientology for a little bit after this. I, I would love to. Um, uh, oh, so so and then so he's like, but you got to go quick. Um, to save Ben, Scientology made me remind remember that, and uh, and Mikey jumps on the shiny red bicycle that Ricky was riding. It exists now. It didn't. It appeared, but it exists, and he rides it. He saves his little brother, who's stuck in the water. His like boots He's stuck uh, under a rock. There's some it's bullshit. The kid should have died. He should have died, and he saves him. And then when after he saves him, they look at the bike, and it's rusted and old and, yes. and gone. So there was a moment of a magic right there. A moment of magic. And then we cut back to the Midnight Society telling the story. And then he says, oh, it's mentioned that Ricky's body has never been found. That, that was insane. That, it's I like, was like, shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, it was such a small body of water. It was like a man-made body of water. Like there was an end to that body of water. 
and then and uh, and then after the guy who's telling the story says that the body was found the next day um, by a fisherman. Yes, I will say one thing. I will say something too, and then we will be done. Yep. Um, we both said out loud two like cliched moments. Like we thought we thought he was going to say it's not your fault, right. and then you said that at the end you're going to see the ghost give a thumbs up. Yeah. I will commend the show that they didn't do the most obvious. Things like that. Yes. While there was really bad dialogue, they didn't. They never did the stuff no, that it was, was like. It was. It was cliched, but it wasn't corny. Like it was. Yeah. Not, it wasn't like. Um, I mean, like some of the jokes were bad and stuff, but sure. it wasn't like totally cheeseball or like winky and weird. Like, I feel like if you watched Hey Dude. I yes. feel like Hey Dude was much cheesier and cornier. Yes, super than this cheesy. Was. Yes, absolutely. Like this. This didn't. Doesn't feel. Like obviously it's dated, but it doesn't feel like completely. Like you could watch it. Like if a kid watched it now, they might not be super into it. But it's not lame. Yeah, it's yeah, like totally yeah. lame. Um, but you know what that I was thinking was that any problems that we have with the with the the tale of the shiny red bicycle, one of the Midnight Society kids is telling it. So any part of the story that doesn't make sense or is cliched. Might be because he either came up with the story, he heard it secondhand. You see what oh. I'm saying here? So the any yeah. So if we have problems with the story, it's not really the story. It's just it's this kid who told it. So yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank that's you so really much. profound. Yeah. Um, were there any other things that you noticed from the episode that you were like, oh, that's so of its time, or like um, made you think of? I mean, the the, of- uh, the wardrobe. There was one moment that's what I was thinking of six uh, specifically wardrobe wise was when he wakes up to um, go out uh, when Mikey wakes up to go talk to Ricky on the lawn. Um, he's just in his boxers, yeah, and they're like green boxers, they're like like funky. And I was like, boxers were so cool, yeah. Boxers, like I remember my first pair of boxers. Me too. Well, I remember I, I transitioned. Um, I think they were Simpsons boxers. Nice. But they, I transitioned at summer camp. I had, um, I wore under tidy whities and then, you know, like the, the cool kids at summer camp were like, you got to wear boxers. And I remember writing a letter to my parents <laughs> saying, can you send me some boxers? And I was total follower and I got boxers and I never looked back. See, but that's cool for two reasons. One, I mean, for one reason. <laughs> is that, uh, well, for two. Try to make for, it two. First, you got to wear boxers. Second, when, <laughs> second, everyone's got to wear boxers at some when point. You got, when you went back to school, it wasn't like you made it. You were like starting the new year with boxers. You know it's what I true. Mean? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like oh, everybody's doing. I need to catch up. Then you you spent the summer learning that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you came back a cooler kid. It's very true. How about yourself? Um, my first pair was a. Uh, it was money. It was like money, but with a... What a Jew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but here's the non-kosher part. Instead of um, like a president, it was all pigs. Oh, like piggy banks. Yeah, but it was like... It must have been like a cool company or something that, that pig was like the mascot or something. Got it. Um, so... And when did you make that that shift? I, I It must have been... I remember specifically that... I uh, it must have been after Home Alone came out, uh-huh. or was on VHS, so probably ninety two, ninety three. Yeah. So it's second, third grade, because I was I remember wearing like being excited to wear them at a sleepover, like I'm gonna have like boxers for a sleepover. Got it. And we watched um, 
We I remember watching Home Alone on VHS. Here's what I don't remember about like that era of boxers and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> the time frame. Well, really also also known as the first Gulf War. <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you still wear boxers? Yes, I do. Ah, do you? I, I boxer briefs. I can't. Well, I can't do that. I feel like we've had this conversation. I feel like we have too. Like I. But don't they like? <laughs> right now, you're sitting right. Like yeah. Doesn't the tight ring like isn't like a, a thing that's sort of like tighter here? Like yeah, uh, it is. But it's... but doesn't that like get stuck up? Like when you move around, doesn't it? No. Like... But doesn't the same thing out with the boxers? Doesn't it ride up on your? No. Wow. <laughs> I forget. It's been so long. Wait, so what were you um, asking about the era of boxing? So, like, y- did you – so you hung out at slumber parties without pants on? No, no, no. I mean, I just remember wearing – I just remember being like, oh, it'll be cool that I have these. Yeah. I mean, maybe I slept in my boxers, well, but I don't remember. What I, I was no going to say is the um, the slit the, mm-hmm. was such a wild card. Like, if there wasn't a button there – There was a button. There was oh. a – and, you know, it was a clasp button, I remember. It was like a bu- – like a like – a t- like a, like a, like a, tee, tee. um, but yeah, totally. Yeah. Boxers can be a wild card situation. Cause those were, it's similar to me, um, with when you wear t-shirts, if it's like a really loose neck mm. and sort of just flops around, same thing could happen with a slit. Sometimes a slit gets, I've got one pair that's like that. And, uh, they're, they're the last pair I wear. Exactly. Laundry. Um, do you still wear like decorative boxers? No, like, they're just like, like I guess like flannel-ish. Yeah, you got it. I just get the generic like Fruit of the Loom. Oh, it's still, but it has that, the... Um, oh, actually this is, I'm showing, I'm showing uh, David the band of my box. This one is uh, not, mo- the, it has a separate, this has a separate band. <laughs> this is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, most of mine aren't like that. Got it. Um, but also weren't boxer, another really cool thing was... Wearing mesh shorts. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's how you preface it. Another really cool thing. I guarantee you no one's going to think that. But. No, it was cool. Was wearing boxers that went lower than your mesh shorts. Was that cool at your school? Oh, no. That was... I hated that. That was cool. Really? Mm-hmm. You're from Westchester, right? Yeah. But you look... That looks so foolish. You put. I, I don't get it. I, I don't know. I don't think that lasted. I don't think that lasted, but hey. But hey, their own, you know. Yeah, I guess that's a great point. But hey, <laughs> um, I was also thinking that this show was the same era as like Goosebumps, which yes, was, it was the book series that were R.L. Stein scary stories, which I never got into. I remember reading those at camp, and that that was very scary. Interesting. You you weren't a Goosebump boy? No, I'm not. I mean, I can see you're. I'm not. I guess embarrassingly so. I'm not a huge reader. Uh-huh. I go in spurts where I read stuff and then I just don't go for many years. Um, and Goosebumps was a book. Was a book. <laughs> so I preferred the televised version, which was uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, I was busy reading and educating myself and getting myself ready for real life. <laughs> um, what did you do at book fairs then if you didn't read? Remember book fairs? Like scholastic book yeah, fairs? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I didn't really. I don't remember. I have no real memory of book fairs. <laughs> I do have memory as a kid of the Choose Your Own Adventure books. I remember those too, which were great. Um, yeah, they were all right. I never really got, I, those like sort of bored me because they were like confusing. Like I just felt like they were sort of. I don't know if I ever read a full one. Are you a big reader? Yeah, I try to read a lot. 
Like the Scientology book. Yes. Which we can, I just have to say, is really interesting. It's so worth it, reading. It, it's told from the point of view of somebody who was once in there? And- no, it's, it talks about a lot of people who are defected from the church. But the main guy, that, that's, it starts off talking about this guy, Paul Haggis, who yeah, yeah. wrote Million Dollar Baby and wrote and directed Crash. Mm-hmm. And, Who's uh, been like scathing the stuff that he said about Scientology. Yes, yes. So it starts talking about him, but it's, like a, it's the same guy who wrote that New Yorker Got piece it. about him. But it talks about the beginnings of Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard, the creator, the guy who runs it now, David Miscavige. And it actually talks about a lot of the celebrity stuff behind it. But it's so fucking crazy how the, like, abuses and, like, the, the – I mean, beyond, like, obviously the religion itself seems, in, you know, crazy. Sure. I guess, like, any religion, if you try to explain it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, because it's about, like, your, like, aliens and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But beyond that, like, they straight up just, like, hire people in church to, like, just beat the shit out of people. And if you're, like, named a suppressive person, you have to go, like, into something called an RPF, which I forget what it stands for. And some people are just living basically in a dank room for, like, months to, like, a year or two at a time, like, doing menial tasks not getting like proper food and nutrition and like getting the shit beat out of them. <laughs> it's God. it's crazy. Do you watch American Horror Story? No, I've seen I've seen an episode for this podcast, but got it. <clears throat> why it is seem, that? It just seems in this season takes place at a um like an insane asylum where they lock people away for weeks at a time. And it sounds like that RFI or whatever it is. RPF. RPF. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um but I've got some materials here if you want to read up about like, <laughs> why it's worth joining and how it can sort of, I think, help you achieve your maximum who you are. You know what I mean? Like, give you any dreams and wishes that you have for yourself. And, and I would love to take a look. I'm not very interested in pursuing it, but I would love to take a look. Okay. Well, like, what's the biggest thing you're worried about right now, like, in your life or personal life or, like... I guess, more- you know, just on a grander scheme, just death and... Yeah, well, I mean, the the nice thing about Scientology is you you never die. Your thetan, <laughs> your thetan or your soul stays alive forever. So, are you sure you're reading a book that's against Scientology, or is it you're being an SP right now? A what? A suppressive person. Uh, <laughs> to the room I go. <laughs> yeah, to the hole. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's nuts. It's definitely. I mean, it's insanity. But it's cra- it's also crazy because it's like uh, they do use like TV and movies are like their huge thing is but like celebrities. Yeah, you know. I feel like it's like you said. It's no. I think Judaism and every religion is nuts. I mean, I think when you get, but the fact that this uh, like a lot of the main tenets are basically keeping yourself away from anybody that's like not involved in it. And so yeah. if, if you have any interest in leaving, they sort of like force you back in, you know, they sort of like use force to like keep you in. Yeah. Like it it's weird. fucked. Yeah. But anyway, I like it. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I really like it. Um, wait, so, uh, any other things that, um, we were talking about that jumped out about from, the show, about the show? Oh, I like that it was also directed by somebody named David Winning. David Winning, yeah. I was, I, I really was impressed at the, like the quality of. I mean, it, again, it's dated, like we've said, but like it is, it was a full production. Like it was. Well, I also think some of that, yeah, it was like it, they had a lot of. 
I guess that was true of the time. Like there are no sets. It's very, it's like obviously everything's on location. I mean, I guess the opening with the fire where the uh, that, yeah, but it was like a one camera. Like it looked, you know, like Thirty Rock. Right. Um, it was David just Win- like Thirty. Rock. <laughs> David Winning is now a director on Thirty Rock. Um, but know what I was just realizing? I wonder for those kids who. The Midnight Society, I assume, was always the same, the group mm-hmm. that's on the story. Yes. They're sort of the stars of the show in a way. They're the face, but they're only in it for like a minute or oh, two an episode. They like – they're barely in it, which I wonder if there was ever the – like a form of the show where they were the stars. Like if you, if that guy told the story, he was in the – He was in it. He was in it. Yeah, I Because their, their job is so – they probably knock out like 10 of those in a, in a shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. They must do the whole season in like a day for for their characters. Yeah. They must do the whole season in a day. Yeah. But it also requires some acting on their part. Like when he went into the whole like, you know, the bike is a part of you for the rest of your life. That had some heavy, uh, heavy acting. Yeah. It, and again, it wasn't she like uh, like the dad was the worst actor. By far. All the kids were like pretty good. Like they yeah. were, I assume they were all Canadian too. Also, this is a big uh, '90s TV thing. Maybe it's still around. I just don't watch like family sitcoms anymore. Mm. But um, family breakfasts. Yes. Did you ever do that? I don't know. Did we ever do that? I will. I don't know I, if we I, had like sit down everybody eating breakfast at the same. Neither. Time. I never did, and they. That was that's definitely a TV family thing. Like right. plate of croissants on the table. Yeah, they had a huge plate of muffins. Yeah, those are going to go. There was two times as many muffins as there are family members. Yeah, many are going uneaten. They're going to go bad. <laughs> Basically, that's saying like we hate poor people. Like we're, we're that mis- was the message. That was we're a very misusing cr- our like we have so much money that we can just throw away tons exactly. of muffins. Exactly, I and mean, that's. During the Clinton days, I mean, we were in a surplus. Well, so, uh, the, 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 if it was ninety one, then it was the end of the Bush era. And, oh, that's true. Uh, and, which ushered us <laughs> into the Clinton era. It's just, but if this is season two, then it was the, the Clinton era. Clinton era, yeah. So, but I mean, this again, this was filmed in Canada, so it's whoever yeah. is in charge of that. <laughs> no place. one's in charge of Canada. Yeah, but but that family a family breakfast to me, it's, it, to me that was such a lie. Like that does, I don't know if that exists. In reality. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'd eat cereal. I mean, I'm sure I'd eat with... But to I me, remember. it was like a silent, like, my, 7 in the morning. Uh, 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 yeah. Like, shuffle it in as my mom yells at me because we're leaving. Yeah, as you yeah, as you leave to go to your hole where you're... Your RPM. RPM. <laughs> um, yeah, but I guess that's, that's true of most sitcoms is like it's sort of i guess the ideal or this is a sitcom but the ideal like the television ideal yeah. of what life is i also think and I, I thought about this with another moment in the show it's like the easiest time to get like a group of people together to talk about something just like they did with like the brothers share a room together yes oh i was thinking about that too which is like it just makes it easier yeah um did you ha- I, I had my own room. You have I, a, a two sisters. Two sisters. So I assume you had your own room. I did, and so did they. Um, but I don't know if I had many friends who had shared rooms. I didn't either. But I don't know if it's. I don't want to sound 
I feel like it, it, it. I feel like there are kids that did share. Rooms. Oh sure, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, I guess it's because we're maybe from upper middle class yeah. families or something. I mean, my dad had shared his room with his brother. Yeah, so. I think there was a period of time. I feel like so did my dad. So what's your dad's name? Rick. Who? Wait a minute. Do we have the same dad? <laughs> um, but I never did that either. I feel like it was something like that. Our parents did more than. We did because they they were able to provide a full room for for each of us. <laughs> it was a you know once Clinton got into office, it was just a different <laughs> world. It, we left behind. You, you, you see, you see, you see when uh, you see, you see, you see. <laughs> that was um, Bill Cosby. You're working on your SNL reel. Give me a person. I'll give you a solid impression. Um, and it's good. This is directly being said. This portion is. Directly being sent to Lauren Michaels. Oh, good. Um, I've been talking about this impression lately because I want to see a good one. William H. Macy. Excuse me, everybody. Now, I'm Mr. William H. Macy. Now, give me some of that coffee, please. That's good. Okay. That was good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was also part of... Oh, that was good. <laughs> that was that was part of him. That's part of what William H. Macy does. Um, Taylor Lautner. That's the guy from Twilight? Yeah. Excuse me, Kristen Stewart. It's time for us to do a scene together in the movie we're in. Oh. <laughs> so he was also a PA of some sort. He was in charge of scheduling no, she, and... She... That in that situation, he had been told by a PA that it was time to go. And Kristen was in the bathroom. So when she came out of the bathroom, he relayed that information. Oh. And Kristen was all, f- like, flustered. She was like, give me a second. I need a second. Oh, because she had just come out of the bathroom. Yeah, so that's why he's like, excuse me. Yeah. Right? That's, is that why you were saying like? Yeah, yeah. I don't quite read why you're like. I would just, I would work on that impression. Okay. That's fine. I wouldn't send this off immediately to. It's already being live streamed into the office. <laughs> to Lorne. To Lorne. Lorne. To Lorne. <laughs> Adult. <laughs> Um, sometimes on the show, I like to come up with a drinking game for the show we watched. Mm-hmm. So um, we could either go for the episode that we watched or for the series as a whole. Well, I definitely think with this, I think I have two. For this one specifically, anytime you see Ricky. Anytime the dead friend appears. appears you drink. And I, would, I don't know how specific like drinking games have to be, but I feel like every time that... In the series, exposition is laid out mm-hmm. in some like overt, obvious way. Right, you drink like the dad and like in the dad this episode because that was like the, that was like the dad, the nurse. Yep, the the adults they gave the adults. most of that to the. And I'd also say for this episode, anytime a stock market joke is either made or mentioned, <laughs> that that should be definitely mentioned. Yes. Um, you said before that you've always been a horror fan. Huge. So, like, when you were this age, besides for Are You Afraid of the Dark, what else would, like, um, quench your thirst for? Uh... Well, I was big into, like, I would, like, <clears throat> torture myself in a way because I would love watching Unsolved Mysteries, even though, like, my parents, when they caught me, they would get mad at me because I knew I would be really scared. Um, but Unsolved Mysteries was a huge one. Um, is that now? Is that hosted by? Was that hosted by William Shatner? Or is that? Uh, no, it's hosted. Oh, I forget his name. He wears a long overcoat, and he oh, he's really, like a um, like a tan coat, like a, yeah, 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 like raincoat. Um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. And 
it was that primarily. And then, um, and then are you afraid of the dark? But you got like at that point, unsolved mysteries was on for many years too. So like there were, they were pumping those things out. Right. I remember I was, I was very afraid. I remember being specifically afraid of Freddy Krueger. Like if I was, if I was either home, my brother and I were home by ourselves or something for like a couple of hours, you know, when we were getting a little older, I guess my brother's like four years older. So I guess if I was like 10, it would be okay for us to be alone maybe. Um, but I'd be afraid of like Freddy Krueger. But I do remember watching Child's Play when I was a kid. Yeah, and uh, that was like the first scary movie that I feel like I was sort of able to watch the whole thing because it was scary, but it wasn't like really scary. It was I mean? manageable, it was, like, so, sort of cheesy. Yeah, Freddy Krueger got me too, and I dressed up as Freddy Krueger for Halloween. Yeah, in third grade. Wow. Yeah, you were one of those cool kids. Yeah. Well, I had my boxers on and everything. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, I also. I couldn't fall asleep as a kid unless I was listening to Weird Al. Hello. That's another weird... I didn't know. This is news to me. Yeah. Let's hear um, more about... I'm a big Weird Al fan. Well, it wasn't... It's It's not like a... It was just really bizarre. I got. I had problems sleeping because of all the... It was all because of Unsolved Mysteries and seeing all the scary stuff. And the only thing that I would listen to is Weird Al. The... Um, Alapalooza, Off the Deep End. Alapalooza was one. And then what's the... Um, this dinosaur one. That's Alapalooza. Oh, Alapalooza. Yeah, that's, uh, that has uh, Bedrock Anthem, yeah, for yeah, instance. Yeah. It was that one. Uh-huh. That has uh, Jurassic Park, uh, which is uh, his parody of MacArthur Park. Yeah, sure. Um, wait, so would you put on that and fall asleep while it was on? Yeah, and then my parents would come in later and turn it off. Um, that's so funny. Because also, like, I love Weird Al. But that is like he has such a high. It's not. Like, it's pure, not soothing, piercing <laughs> voice. That's not like the last thing you want to uh, you to usher you into bed. It is by no means soothing. And now, whenever I hear Weird Al, I think about those moments when I couldn't fall asleep as a kid. See, I never. I guess I had like a CD player in my room when I was older, like thirteen or fourteen. This was cassette. I mean, uh, but I mean uh, stereo. Oh, like got cassette. it. Yeah. But um, I would never really like listen to radio or like I listen to tapes sometimes because of my brother and stuff but did you have the the stereo with the disc changer I had like a three yeah three disc changer yeah, and yeah. with the two big speakers that were like yay big yeah that you could spread they were attached by a wire I still have them I have the speakers oh, that's great. I'll show you man those were that was such a that was such a great birthday gift my I had I had one that was like good but sort of like I think I might have gotten it for my bar mitzvah. It wasn't like I did too. I got it wasn't one. like top of the line by any you know. Neither was but one. my brother got one that was older, so I assume it was better because it was he probably got ninety three when CD players were like bigger and yeah, chunkier yeah. and probably more substantial. And he just got rid of his this year. Wow. He had it for twenty nineteen years. And That's impressive. Yeah, and it just died. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's that crazy. Is, that's really impressive. I know. And it was one CD or three? three His CD? was uh, just one CD. God. That's loyal. That's, hey, man. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Um, but yeah, I, I loved that thing. Weird Al or that player? That player. But mine, but the, the Weird Al stuff was, that was a long period of my childhood. Wait, how long was that that you'd listen to that every night? <sighs> like... Two years, maybe. I mean, like, I had serious problems sleeping. Like, I couldn't sleep if my feet were showing. I was worried that someone was gonna uh, someone was gonna come in the night and, like, 
um, take my feet. See, I don't understand. That's what I don't understand. If you like, if you're that. I feel that way. Why would you seek out watching scary things? I cannot. It, I'm sure there is a very if, if there's any like therapists listening right now, they could tell you the exact reason. But I well, maybe your kids are. Well, yeah. Well, in the future, she, she hopefully is going to get into school. She's, yes, she's she's graduated Brown. Okay, and uh, she's hoping to get into ma- her master's in therapy. So, are there things now that still freak you out? Like when oh you my walk, God, yes. like what? I'm telling you, I'm a very scared. I'm a, such a scared person. So, like, what's the more, more recent example of being like, like the movie? Okay, the movie Strangers, the Which Strangers, one's that? The, where the um the those three people show up to those people to the other people's homes and just they just torture them wait uh, is that with live to yes yeah i saw the and first then, half um, of that and glenn howerton from uh uh it's always sunny oh okay um so that was really frightening that was terrifying so after i saw that movie um it was when i was in la and Fl- and, and my wife was visiting and i came home and there was something that I left in the car and Flynn was sleeping and I woke her up and she had to come with me to the car. So you risked both of your lives rather than yeah. just yours. I, I completely, I was ready to throw her to anyone who came <laughs> towards us. And was she like, okay? Or was or she was like, okay, I'll go. Or was she like, she loved me just the same. No, no, she, um, she understood yeah but like in a pathetic way like she was not happy yeah i mean it was it was this was i remember it was like one in the morning and it was so it was so pathetic but that 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 is a constant in my life i watch scary stuff and then i'm terrified yeah i i feel like oh we were watching the x-files a lot and then we'd have sort of like bad dreams yeah scared that american horror story does the same thing to me i can't watch it at night because it gives me... So that's why you watch it right when you wake up. Right when I wake up. I wake up... I now set my alarm for 5 a.m. <laughs> I watch American Horror Story from 5 to 6. Right. Then you watch um, reruns of Elf. Elf. Um, and then... Uh, then uh, it's uh, What's it called? Are You Afraid of the Dark? Afraid of the, I used to watch... I don't know about you, but I'd watch TV while getting ready for school. Me too. I'd watch like... Uh, Saved by the Bell, just like not, I'd know like all the lines from the shows. Yeah, yeah, just of course. The reruns. Saved by the Bell, Saved by the Bell, and Full House. Um, yeah, all that bullshit. Did you watch the show after school? I don't know. If, uh, you probably stopped recording like oh, an this hour ago. Has not been on. <laughs> the show um, I'm telling. No, What's it on? was like the brother and sister game show. It was on every day after school. On what channel? <sighs> I don't remember. I don't. I didn't get the I don't remember channel. Oh, <laughs> you, 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 you fell right. You, you, you yeah, walked yourself right. I deserved that. It's a joke about stock markets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it was a game show with sisters and brothers, and it was like, um, you know, like a newlywed show for sister for siblings for kids who had just gotten married. To <laughs> um, no, but that sounds that sounds. Um, oh, it was a delight. <laughs> Um, well, thank you so much, uh, David, for um, stopping by and uh, Thanks for introducing me, me to my very first episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I'm honored. And I guess my answer to that question is no, I'm not afraid of the dark anymore. Good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Be it's safe. Fun. And I'll walk you to your car. But okay. please you... take this brochure. <laughs> I'm not. It's just, it's three levels and it's. I do, not, really, I do not. If you can't pay for it, we'll make a plan. I'm not interested in in this. Just 
just do it. I'm not going to do it. Just do it. I'll, I'll, I'll look at one, one brochure. Welcome, brother. Thank you to my guest, David Young, and thanks to you for listening. I'll be back next Monday with a new episode, so check that out. And check me out at Craig Rowan on Twitter and become a fan on Facebook of It's That Episode. All right, have a great night and an early manana. Adios, amigos. (laughs) 